Hi everyone, you're now listening to episode 92 of the Tilton to the Podcast, hosted by me, Tabriz. And me, Faisal. Welcome back everyone, another episode, another week, coming off the back of a very disappointing result, got to get that out of the way. Mm. Straight off the bat, a big, big loss. I mean, it doesn't mean for anything really. The, it doesn't, uh, no, but that kind of showed really. Is, yes, it That's did. That's a disappointing thing. But... Definite points dropped against the team sitting in at 23rd, Blackpool. We were both wrong on our scoreline predictions. Yeah, haven't won since October, I believe. Damn. And it would be, in typical Blues fashion, it would be to us, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, you travelled to St Andrews for three points. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're in for a banker. Mm. But we'll get into the game a little bit later, so make sure you stay tuned. We've got a bit of Blues news to sprinkle in there. Some new takeover... I wouldn't say it's it's not concrete news, but it's gossip. It is. And yeah, let's get straight into it. Before we do, get the shameless plugs out of the way. If you're listening into this episode, thank you so much. It means the world to us. If you want to hear more from us and see what we're up to, make sure you follow us on our socials. You can find us at the Tilton Two on Instagram. Yep. Twitter, Facebook at the Tilton Two. YouTube, The Tilton 2, like, comment, share, subscribe, and our website, thetilton2.com. Check out Bamba's match day report yep. on the Blackpool game. Yep. It's now live on the website, so make sure you head over there. Just a casual little scroll on your way to work, doing something, check it out. The boy has got you covered with the details, so make sure you head over there. Also, say it, or say it again, get them before they're gone. If you want a cap and make BCFC great again, very topical. Very topical. Make sure you head over to the website, exclusively available on thetilton2.com. And if you want to see what they look like, again, head over to the socials. Right, Faze, let's talk a little bit about Earth and Boar, everyone. How has our week been? Our boy. It's it's late, mate. It's late in the day. It's late in the day, mate. And we are back. I'm trying to think about our week. week. I mean, if anyone cares, fitness goals have changed. I mean, mean, depending on what the listeners' goals are and what their lifestyles are like, you're either going to think, oh, I'm very interested in the fitness journey. Or Or you're you're going to think, ah, these idiots are at it again. Yeah. But in short, we've, we've actually changed our coach for anyone who has been listening. Um, you'll know that I've been basically eating dust for like 10 weeks now and and now all of a sudden you feel guilty and are asking me am I going to put weight on now? yeah exactly we, we've joined a new coach someone who I, I will say already seems a lot better without throwing someone else under the bus but yeah I'm was, pleased so far yeah you're I'm jealous really I'm his favourite Although I got the plan first. I don't know, man, but I think he just rushed yours to get it out of the yeah, way. And he yeah. put the I mean, TLC this is a running joke between and us, love but we'll, we'll let it out in the podcast in, as well. On my plan, that's the that's the thing, man. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, and fortunately, we're on maintenance <laughs> calories now, so I'm up to 2,600 calories again. So you might notice a bit more of a... Uh, Sprightly Faisal today. Yeah, and because I'm wham and huge, my maintenance calories is 2,900. I told you, man. I'm his favourite. What do you want me to tell you, Damn. man? I'm his favourite, bro. What's your last meal? Salmon. Okay. Enough I said. I to think about that. What's Enough wrong? said. What's wrong with that? Is that nice? Are you a salmon fan? I'm not, but I am now. Okay, cool. And then, yeah. my, my last meal is... A junk, junk bowl, bowl. Greek yogurt, peanut butter, blueberries, frosties. So I know which last meal I'd rather have, man. Yeah, but there's also something that honestly makes me mature in my own mind, knowing and telling what, people. What, knowing you've got to hold uh, your breath and shovel salmon down salmon. your throat? No, nice. it's fairly nice. And I'm like Gordon Ramsay now in the kitchen. You, on the other hand... It is like watching a child. But didn't you? Didn't you burn honestly, yourself? Play with Play-Doh. Didn't you burn yourself making cream of rice today? I mean, cream of rice is putting nicely. It's actually baby food. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm fine. But did you not burn yourself? 
What are you telling me Gordon Ramsay's a burn himself? Okay, but I'm just no, saying. Answer the question. I'm just Gordon saying. Ramsay burn just himself. Point proven every time. You hey, criticise and then probably, you get a slap around the face. Hey, Gordon Ramsay. From yourself as well. Probably I mean, looks all the scars on his hands as little trophies, mate. He probably mm. remembers all of them. Fair enough. Well, you need a fingerprint to get in the gym, so be careful. I mean, a good, I, mean I have to I have to say, you might have stopped me in my tracks. There. Mm. That was quite quick, quite witty. Yeah. Man, them extra calories you only have, then you're uh-huh. good, man. Uh-huh. It's a pleasure to be on the podcast with uh-huh. you, my man. The old Faisal is back. But yeah, new coach. New coach. Hopefully some new gains. Let's see. The, the summer, summer shred. shred. The yeah. summer shred is back oh, on. wow. That was in sync. Yeah, the, yeah, summer, the summer shred, shred is, is back coming. on. Maintenance calories for the next week or two, and then into a hard <laughs> deficit again. absolute death. Yeah. And it'll be uh, hard, hard dieting. So... Uh, yeah, perfect time for the blue season to end because exactly. I can't take any more No more trips sorrows. down St. Andrews, please. And no more parking tickets, please. Please. What else has been happening, man? Who's been... Well, We've got, we're going out for drinks. The first drinks in a while tomorrow. Yeah, in well Heading over a month. town. So, wish me luck. I know, probably not the best night considering... Um, Work and all that, but it's also a Tuesday. I know a Tuesday exactly. Which I doubt I town's gonna exactly be heaving. No, exactly. But either way, looking forward to it. It's I been am. a while. I'm I'm ready to taste that nectar, that sweet. Last sweet proper nectar. drink really was Cheltenham, wasn't it? And we know how that went. Yeah, that was geez. A night where we thought we'll definitely stay now, and then yeah, cut to you catching flies in the back of a cab, and then back home. You're right, mate. Back You're home with the shakes, place. mate. Both of us. Oh, no, that was what so you mean? crazy. You forget remember. the catching flies. That's the least of my worries. Yeah, that is mad, actually. I don't want to think about it. I had the yeah. shivers, mate. I've never had that. Mad. Yeah, I mean, Cheltenham and you just don't work, really, is it? The year before, you didn't go, but you managed to get more smashed when you met us all out after than Listen, everyone I'm, I'm, um, hmm. I either do it or I don't. That's I'm going to have to watch you say. tomorrow, mate. I either do it or I don't. I'm going to have to watch, little bro. Take you under my wing and make sure you... Uh, I'll be alright. I've got the calories, stupid. mate. I don't think... Well, you do at the minute. But yeah, also, boxing. We watched that. One of the very few fights I've actually tried to stay awake for and made it. Oh, yeah. I mean, this guy... Tobias is the champion of like, oh, yeah, is that fight on, is that fight on Saturday? Are we watching it? No, no, no I'm watching it. <laughs> I'm there I with will you. Be I'm watching. just asleep. But yeah, you actually made it up for this one. Yeah. I think if it was about tw- if it was on about twenty minutes later, I reckon you would have gone to bed. Nah. But you came down at the perfect time. Yeah. Luckily, it was starting, and yeah, I mean, a surprising way to go out, really. Anyone who watched the Javante Davis Ryan Garcia fight, the body shot which put him down, the delayed reaction. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. I just can't I can't believe how small Javante Davis is. Yeah, I mean he's not a big man. He's not. Definitely would win in a fight though. I don't know about that, mate. Definitely would win in a fight though. So there is that as well. Pretty quick on my feet. Pretty quick on my feet. It is it is interesting. He had a little he had a little spy in the camp. Did you know this? He knew going into it that Ryan Garcia got hurt by a body shot. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, Spy, you... Spies in Ryan Garcia's camp. Bloody hell. Yep. I did not know that. Yep. Thanks for telling me that and breaking the news to me live on the podcast. Yep. Right, enough of that rubbish. Cheers for that, you little snake. On to Blues news. Let's get into it, mate. So, I guess the first thing we should tick off is a potential new investor. Tom... Wagner. I know, I know. Everyone's thinking, who dev is Tom Wagner? Well, I'll tell you. An American? <laughs> That's about as much as I can tell you. But yeah, news broke. I think it was Thursday, wasn't it? It was on like Bloomberg released an article. And yeah, Tom Wagner was mentioned. What does this mean? What's his connections? Who there's, is he? Yeah. Has he got money? Yeah, I think that's what everyone wants to know, don't they? And again, yeah, what does it mean? Because obviously we've got the OPL, 
arrangement, the exclusivity with the deal, everyone's thinking and drawing the conclusions is Tom Wagner, basically, is he going to be an investor? Is he going to be helping funding the, the deal? Or, which I think you can't rule out, is is he a potential competitor to Jeremy Dale? I think that's a little bit of a a wild card, but I don't think you can necessarily rule it out. Why it's a wild card is obviously Dale's got the exclusivity, but there's no mention or confirmation that Wagner and Dale have any kind of, I don't know, working arrangement or agreement. So... It is another spanner. Well, it's either a spanner in the works or it's further further news of the deal progressing, really. Basil? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. It's an interesting thing. I just wanted to see kind of the news around him, any credibility to him, any facts on him. And we've got a couple to share. Do you want to take it away or...? I mean, he's a hedge fund manager, like nice. I said, American. And what is interesting, so he founded, I think his, his major success is when he founded uh, a company called Knighthead Capital Management. That was in twenty, well, 2008. And its primary or premise was high yield and distressed businesses. And you'd say... Birmingham City probably looks and fits the bill really at the minute. A dis- definitely yeah. distressed bill uh, business. Yeah, for years. Yeah, like I said, hedge fund. He was an ex-managing director at Goldman Sachs. Yeah, he's no stranger of handling big amounts of money. No. I think I read on well, an article on year. If you haven't checked it out, definitely head over there. He does. Quite a detailed breakdown, really, doesn't it? And everything that we do yeah, know. Yeah, goes into know. a lot of detail. Yeah. I will try and keep this for dummies because that's what I'm like. I just want the basics. Tell me what we know, what it means. But yeah, apparently their hedge fund, I think it was like two billion or something. Or in the billions, they've managed. Nine billion. Nine billion. Mm. There you go, mate. Bloody hell. Obviously, you can't really take much from that. But, but this is what I was going to say. It's not their money. No, no, yeah. no of course. Exactly. It's not their money. That's obviously clients' money. I know, you see that number banded around, you think... They've got nine billion, yeah, they're billionaires. No, that does not mean that. What it means is, yeah, they they manage a portfolio of assets of around nine billion. You can definitely take away from it, though, that he's not doing bad for himself. No, clearly not. We can 100% establish that. I just, uh, I wouldn't expect... Tom Wagner is a billionaire just based on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what's really interesting is on April 12th, which was the same day Hong Kong Stock Exchange was informed of, you know, yeah. Boom City, well, BSHL, you know, selling a stake in the club. He was named a director of a company called Shelby Companies Limited. Now, that's definitely... A, nod a, a coincidence, but also Shelby, Tommy Shelby. Not mm. that I'm a big Peaky Blinders. Fun fact: I've never ever watched a full episode of we Peaky have. Blinders. No, this is haven't. why you're wrong. No, I haven't, mate. Okay, well I definitely yeah, have you with did, you, and, I didn't. and that was in Portugal when and we were I was absolutely smashed. I was absolutely after smashed. Yeah, well, I didn't watch all of it. Okay, I was asleep, well, mate. It was on for about four episodes. Oh, so I watched four episodes now. Okay, but all I'm saying is, I remember we were both absolutely smashed. Yeah, then and you went and threw up on the balcony. On the balcony, yeah. yeah I anyway, we don't this. need to relive these moments. I know that this did is happen. mad. We just said we've been teetotal, and now we're talking about us being alcoholics, basically. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so uh, Shelby Companies <laughs> Limited <laughs> on the same day. So yeah, it's owned by Knighthead Annuity and Life Assurance Company. Exactly. Headquarters of the Shelby Companies Limited. Uh, it's in Birmingham. International law firm Squire Patton Boggs. So, go. yeah, I mean, all roads do lead to him having some sort of, a f- like, I don't know, affiliation with Birmingham. Yeah, I mean, again. there's a lot of coincidences. A lot of arrows drawing towards blues, obviously. Um most notably, like you mentioned, the fact that 
along with the announcement, that company's been formed and obviously he's a director, so it definitely points to him. And I think one massive thing for me that's really interesting shows like, I don't know, real positive positivity towards blues is, uh, yeah, he's no stranger to uh, sporting investments. I you were going to say this. Which again, is if you weren't going to say, I was about to mention it. Absolute news to my ears because obviously we've had such a bad time with, you know, owners and them not knowing what they're doing with sports and stuff. But no, Tom Wagner knows his stuff when it comes to sports. He is um, well, he invested in. <laughs> Go on. He invested with. I'm going to name drop it now. I know it's a big get ready here. for it. Tom Brady. Huge NFL quarterback for anyone who doesn't know. Google him if you have to. And tennis player Kim Clijsters. Mate, Kim Clijsters? Kim Clijsters. I don't know know who Kim Clijsters is. I know who Tom Brady is. Mate, Kim Clijsters. Okay, I guess he's big. So I'm the idiot. Mate, it's also a she, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Kim Clijsters. Kim, so he's also, he's also, you know, all about equality and that as well. So yeah, Kim Kleisters, bless her heart, and Tom Brady. Come on, he's get invested to the sport, with man. them in a pickleball team. <laughs> now yeah. we both thought pickleball. <laughs> what is pickleball? All I'm gonna say is please. Go and Google it now. If you listen yeah. to this podcast, listen to it now because you can have a laugh with us. All I'll say is what a sport. What a sport. End-to-end game. Yeah. Quite riveting stuff. Yeah. But I'll, I'll, just, I'll just ruin the joke for you. Basically, it looks like the kind of tennis you'd play once you're over the age of 60. If you've got zero ACLs left. Yeah, your hips are gone. It looks like, you know, you know, like summer day. You ain't got no sport, like any equipment or anything. You go down to spa and just buy the You're on about those like Velcro things. Yeah, and the little paddles. The little paddles with the Velcro the and ball. you like catch the ball. Man, the ball, you hit it too hard, the ball's splitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Pickleball. Pickleball. Need I say more? I know, mad. I can't believe there must be some sort of incentive what, or some draw to pickleball I, I am I missing something maybe there's a part of the world where pickleball is the or, sport or like we said Tom Wagner is a hedge fund manager mm. maybe he literally is the most charismatic charming guy with these mad connections and he's managed to swindle his way into Tom Brady's house and charm the pants off of him and told him about this fantastic new sport called pickleball mm. and they've absolutely signed a dotted and line and Brady's just gone away. you know what Wagner. And, you the know man, what, and the man himself, Kim Cloisters, <laughs> has also signed the paper. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I can't really believe you don't know Kim Cloisters. Oh, I don't know. Maybe if I Googled her, maybe. Yeah. Is she, you, is she modern sure times? Like, what, yeah, she won Wimbledon. I'm sure you watched it. Her really? Wimbledon. That's interesting. Um, You're him. Idiot. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I've, I've heard of people with the name Kim. Anyway, we're not getting back into this. But yeah, one thing is, a jo- all jokes aside, obviously pretty good names to have some sort of connections with. <laughs> what, Pickleball? <laughs> Tom Brady and <laughs> the man himself, Kim Cloisters. I man. mean, this is just, yeah, it's just what I've read. Yeah. what I've read. Almage has reported it. I know. I, well. need to, I need to do some more reading into Pickleball. But, the yeah. Pickleball... I mean, I don't know what that what says What is about. the big games of the year? <laughs> what are the championships? Yeah, are there any in England that Where I can go held? to? Yeah. I know. Who are the key players? Who's the, Cristiano, who's the Cristiano Ronaldo and the Lionel Messi of the pickleball world? Exactly. Yeah, I would love to know. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, that is a lowdown. Again, no concrete links as of yet in terms of working agreements or if he is a competitor to Jeremy Dale. I doubt he's a competitor to Jeremy Dale. If you take an intelligent guess and draw the lines, it does probably look like what we're seeing online on social media is that he is going to be some sort of, you know, some part of um, the Jeremy Dale deal. 
Maybe he's backing it. Maybe he's, you know, linked with other investors. Yeah. I mean, it makes Push sense as well, to be fair, because if I was investing in blues, man, I definitely wouldn't want to be fronting all the cash myself. No, I'd want a group of investors to uh, split that deal. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Right. Okay. Another thing that's come out. Potentially plans for a new stadium. Now contentious obviously we've had all the issues with St Andrews literally crumbling from the ground upwards the lower tiers have been out of action for how many years now and now reports of a new stadium potentially or it being part of the plans for Jeremy Dale's takeover we've been hearing that Jeremy Dale's been doing his due diligence etc and yeah a plan for a new stadium and apparently this plot that they're looking at is the Birmingham Wheels part I'm sure if you're a true Burmy you've probably or potentially had a few kids birthday parties at Birmingham Wheels or been to a birthday party we've definitely been to a birthday party at Birmingham Wheels mm. a real well it was somewhere that very close to my heart but yeah that is apparently the ground or the location potentially of this proposed um new stadium what do you think of that phase yeah i mean exciting in a way i just i don't know it's it's a weird one for me because while i can see a benefit to having a new ground it's just a case of like yeah, I mean, we're already in so much debt and stuff. We already make so much of a loss. Yeah. And the current state of the club, unless we had a massive turnaround, which does come with, obviously, new owners, that whole new excitement, getting players through the mm. door, all of that. There's a lot of unanswered questions before even looking at a new ground, really. So it's like, without being like a complete Scrooge, there's obviously big excitement around it because... Man, like we all know, it's a joke between us. Like the parking tickets you get at Blues and stuff, like transport to St Andrews and the links and everything for like a big club, really, in terms of in Birmingham, the second city, it's pretty terrible to get to. And I'd like to think if we had a bigger stadium, had more people going, had more money around the club, that it would be better. But yeah. At the minute, I just feel like there's so much that needs to go through first that, like, I don't know, is is a new stadium the answer to anything? I think for for me, the first thing to say is it all comes out of, like, Jeremy Dale's due diligence. And one thing to to note, it doesn't necessarily mean that there's plans for a a stadium anytime soon, really. Not Mm. necessarily. It could mean that, but it could also mean... Well, as part of him taking over, he wants to understand, you know, what are the potential If we do avenues. get into the prim and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And seeing, well, how can we leverage, you know, the club? Where would, you know, future revenue come from? Stuff like that. So it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it's going to be even in the near future us getting a new ground or even a new ground is even on the table at all. So there's that. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. It obviously means there's something. Or, you know, he's he's definitely looking at something. But, yeah. For me, you'd think, for us in our financial situation, there must be some sort of bigger reward than there is risk if we're looking at pumping in a load of money to, you know, multi-millions, tens of millions to build a new stadium. Considering we're in, you know, the books are such a mess. Obviously, the ground or the money that's gone into the ground and the, you know, the work already, and the mess that the ground is in. Does it? Would it make sense? Mm. Again, man, if we had a ground that's even bigger than St Andrews, let's say, we'd never, we would just wouldn't fill it. Unless we're no, in the prem. I mean, not in the current state. You know, yeah, or what, you prem. get a new modern ground that's got smaller capacity. Like, I'm all for an, a modern ground, but I don't, you know, it doesn't seem right to be going down in size. So, again, it just doesn't make sense to me. And you wouldn't go down in size. That wouldn't be, that wouldn't surely be 
you know what you're you're reducing your gate again mm. less money so it's all it's a real weird one for me I, you know if there is actually plans for us to get a new ground yeah and i mean yeah we're saying the podcast obviously we if you've listened and you're an avid listener of the podcast thank you but you'd have heard that you know we did meet someone from maxco if you don't know who that is you can have a guess it's one or two people <laughs> and go back and listen to the episodes but yeah they did actually mention that there was there were plans weren't there yeah and they were looking at a new plot to build a new stadium well yeah i mean they said that they they already had it basically that there was yeah. there was um a plot of land that they had the rights to basically for a new ground which when we heard this news it was interesting because obviously it just validates that point that was raised. Yeah, it does. It does. But again, I have massive question marks on. Yeah. How does the that make efficacy. sense? Yeah, efficacy. Yeah, and lots of things are banded around. But also, just yeah, how does it? How does it make financial I think, sense? I think like what you said. I mean, it makes more sense if you're looking at it on the landscape. Of like, okay, we're coming in to invest with the mindset of you know three, four years time when we've put in money into the club and all that and yeah. got us back into the prem let's say in in the best case scenario a dream then having that option there to um <laughs> to obviously i'm throwing you off i know oh, if anyone can hear this i'm sound, having a technical like, glitch at the minute yeah. i'm just maneuvering the microphone arm jeez mate it's bloody wobbling Go on. All right, is that, are we good now? We're good, we're good, carry on. I mean, it doesn't look very stable, Does but it okay. Not? Oh, God. We're going to go with it anyway. We're sticking with this now. But, but yeah, I forgot what I was going to say now. No, oh, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know, great. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, we were talking about, yeah, Maxco and, yeah, what had already been, what we've been told mm. already that there were plans and they were looking. And like you said, we heard... It was kind of already drawn up plans to make the next step. I was just basically saying, yeah. To but your point. we did hear also it was when we come <laughs> to the prem, wasn't it specifically? Yeah, yeah. Which is what makes sense, basically, is what I was saying. Like you know, having that mind map of that's where we're going. Yeah, would like to have that option when we get to that point. Yeah, that is, and that to it's me a good sounds outlook. realistic and. There's definitely, I yeah. mean, there is absolutely no denying, man. If we were in the Prem, like, let's say we were in the Prem next season, like, so much would have to happen to St. Andrews before yeah, that of season. Yeah, course. He couldn't go into Prem the way it is. Yeah. It'd be an absolute... Shit yeah, show. A shit stain on the Premier League, I was going to yeah. say. So, but yeah, God, if we were in the Premier League, everything would be different. So. Mm. Yeah, watch your space. But yeah, the ball's rolling. We are starting to see murmurs in the media around yeah, especially you know, the towards the end of the season now. The hopefully, new um, yeah, and hopefully in the pre-season ASAP we get bigger and bigger news. And it just puts us in a more positive light as well in the media when you're looking at attracting new players and stuff like that, knowing that all right, they were owned or are owned by some crooks. But there's a takeover deal on the table that is going through at the minute, and new start, a new beginning. And then even if a player was to see, oh, talks of a new ground, or you know, all of this stuff, because it is, it's putting right. You know, what are the two big issues we've been facing? Yeah. One, the ownership, I mean, I'm and two, the ground. You so, see, you see the players that we've managed to get in with Craig Gardner and and obviously Eustis yeah. this season with all the mess. I'm hoping if we did get new owners and that, it's like you said, it's only more uh, reason for young, good players to come to us. Well, it addresses the issues, clearing the obvious issues that Blues have. It addresses both of those, mm. the ground and the ownership. So, yeah, it's good. And hopefully in the next week, we see more things and it just keeps snowballing. And we'll bring you the latest as we know it. All right, Faze, I think. I mean, there's other things I want to mention, actually. A couple of injuries. Yeah. I mean, at the Millwall game, it was mentioned that there was an illness yep. going through the club. Um, who was it? I think Long first had or got ill. Kadra. It wasn't COVID. It was just a general illness or what? Um, I think so. I haven't yeah. read that it was COVID. 
Um, but yeah, bloody hell, everyone is getting ill, isn't it? I that know, is a, man. I said this would, to you, know. you, and your reaction was like, who's getting ill? I know. And then but you go is. out, it's going and everyone's everywhere. sniffling. Yeah. Like I said, when it was like lockdown, man, God, you'd rather fart than sneeze near someone. Do you know what I mean? You'd get less of a reaction. <laughs> you know what I think, mate? Honestly. Honestly. I mean, it's true, I suppose. Are you fart? Everyone blow up. Has that reversed? No, I think it's reversed, definitely. I'd rather. I don't know, man. They're both pretty bad, but man, I don't want I don't someone farting. I definitely don't want bloody COVID again. Yeah, I've had no, it, man. True. I've had it twice. I don't, want, I don't it want a again. cold, mate, to be oh, honest. Oh, no, I don't. It means we're at the gym, bro. I know, yeah. <laughs> coach wouldn't be happy. I know, the coach. <laughs> man, yeah. Yeah, I agree. It came out of nowhere. But, yeah, I mean, we've just seen the fallout of that, really, in terms of the Blackpool game. You know, we saw Kadra still out. Yeah. Or Kadra out, sorry. Um, yeah, John Ruddy's now come out and it's been confirmed he is going to be out for the rest of the season. Yeah. Which is, a, you know, I mean, you'd say it's a blow, but we'll get into it. I think, to be fair, Etheridge have done a bloody good job. Yeah, yeah. And bloody obviously, thank God, you know, we're, we're safe. We're safe yeah. And there's only three games left of the season. Yeah. Enjoy yourself, mate. Yeah. Hogan, also confirmed now, has been out for the rest of the season. Yeah. So, yeah, our attacking options. I mean, Troy came on uh, against Blackpool. But, yeah, we're down to two senior strikers. Two games left of the season as well, I'll correct myself. Is it two? Yeah, it's two. two? Obviously, yeah, the last game, Blackpool was the, you know. Is it? So, we've just got Cov and Sheffield. Sheffield at home. Okay. Um, So, yeah, you know, we're just super thin. Super thin. Yeah. Um, The other thing. Injuries as well. Go on. Scott Hogan's out. Did I not just say oh, that, did you? Mate? Sorry, yeah. I was checking the uh, <laughs> fixtures. Oh, oh geez, it's hell. a shambles. The calories aren't helping. I know, episode 92. <laughs> you're, honestly, we bit. need to do this on camera, man, because your face <laughs> when I just said that. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous, man. Anyway, carry on. Anyway, carry on. yeah, this is live, everyone. Um... And then Sundridge, man, I yeah, have to I know. mention, man. I know. I think everyone in the blue sphere has mentioned this. Bloody like It seems hell. to be uh, quite the conversation. I mean, I have to say, it's glaringly obvious, he's not much of a player. Nah. Not much of a player. Our joint record, is it? Our, yeah, our joint record signing. Mm. Not much of, you know, I'll give it to him. He would run around the pitch like a madman. chicken, man. I know, hair flying everywhere. Somehow manages to keep his hair behind in the old Oh, time. no, you said that, and it is true. Seriously, have you ever seen Sundridge with his, with his hair over his face? Don't know how he Honestly, does it. Honestly, I'll wait. Have you? Listeners, have you? Exactly. You haven't, because it doesn't happen. It's a skill. A skill. But, yeah. He is now. So apparently, Herford Berlin, where he's on loan at, had like, um, they've got a new coach in and they had a training ground, like live stream, or they they broadcast in this training session. It's one of the first sessions this new coach has had as well, apparently. And uh, yeah, he told him within the first, I don't know, first even like drill or something in Germany, words to the effect of piss off. And he mm. got sent early to showers and just got told to go and leave. I think, yeah, he hasn't even been named in the match day squad from a lot of the a lot of the season. Mm. Starts have been very hard to come by, you know. Appearances from from the bench, just all in all, it sounds like it's been a terrible season for Ivan Sundic. Ivan Sandic. Oh, yeah, <laughs> if, you're an, if you're an OG fan. But, um, or an OG listener. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's... It's not that surprising to me, but it's also just hilarious, isn't it? Like, I literally mm. said to you maybe two or three games ago, like, Sandic is coming back next season, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? That's like, literally, like, it just came to me one time when we were at St Andrews. And I've seen a, a lot of Blues fans, like, realising that now. And then, obviously, for this news to come out more recently that, like, he's not doing anything over there to this point. Now, on a live stream, getting exactly. kicked out. 
exactly to, to this off. extent. It's like, yeah. I mean, just another string to the bow of like calamities, really. Calamities, yeah, and just money that we've put into players that just isn't coming to fruition. Like another name on the books that is our downfall. It's so mad because he came with such high praise. Yeah, and you I have mean, to say, for like, us, man, he was like, money is. Yeah. I mean, I'll say this to you, like, that. I don't know how to properly pronounce his name, but that's Kvarach Skrilia, whatever he is, at Napoli. Oh, yeah. He's no on idea. 9 million, he was. And obviously, that's Napoli coming in for him, and you see the team that they are. But you just think, like, how many other clubs could have signed him for 9 million? Yeah. And I know, it's mad. look at the player that he is. And what? We got Sunjic for what, like seven? Yeah. Well, I think just under. But just yeah. under, do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's insane. Just poor scouting. Poor but deal. But he did come with loads of promise. He, he was like the he under did. 21s captain yep. for Croatia. He yep. made senior appearances. Yep. He was highly thought of at Dinamo Zagreb. Yeah. So the, the, the player mould that he was meant to come in as looked promising. It looked like a position yeah. we needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone... I mean, it's always the same. I'm not the worst for it. We get a name signing for us you've never heard of and you're thinking, man, he could be good. I know he could do oh, it. He could be good. This could be the a good The YouTube montages come out. I know, man. I know. When I think of YouTube montages, I think there's no one better than Chucks and EK, man. I oh, no. Genuinely getting... I mean, I still like Chucks, but... Man, I thought we were getting like 30 goals a season, man. I thought we were getting championships Harland, I did. Yeah, well. Oh, well. Oh, well. But yeah. Sundic, can't wait to have you back, man. <laughs> can't wait to have you back. I'm sure we're going to get rid of him in the summer, but I think so. the bad thing is his stock just drops. I know, it? exactly. His, his transfer market price has just dropped a few, a few quid has leaked out of that. All right, I think that covers everything really in Blues News. We covered the main points. Let's get into the game then. So, yeah, the penultimate game of the season. Blues-Blackpool. Blackpool sitting in at 23rd. Penultimate home game of the season. Sorry, penultimate home game. Um, Blackpool sitting in at 23rd. We both said the Blues would win. Obviously, coming off the big win against Millwall, you're thinking, right, momentum is on our side. Let's go and you know get a good win, man. Get a good yep. performance. Didn't go our way. No, didn't go our way. We we I mean, for anyone who follows our socials, again, a quick shout out. But we did our infamous now car match reviews straight after the game. Yeah, and you like we mentioned there, yeah. I mean, I was gonna say this though, just before you do say. I feel like it's a mixed bag, though, in terms of people's ideas of the game. Yeah, I know. Some people thought we were terrible. Yeah. We, I'm not saying we set the world alight, but as you're going to say, I know you are. I think we weren't, there were positives to take from it. Um, And what was more interesting is, Again, we'll talk about it, but my key takeaway from that game was Job. Yeah. And we've seen some people in our DMs literally single out Job ain't got it. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. Mm, yeah. Go on, Faze, get into it. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, like you mentioned, I mean, the start of the game, we came out decent in terms of what really stood out for me was the head tennis wasn't around really. We were playing the ball on the feet, playing the ball on the ground. Chong came out to play pretty early. Yeah, the players very that direct. we needed to show up seemed to be showing up. Yeah. Um, midfield looked strong, passing the ball around, yeah. playing it on the floor. And it looked semi-promising. I mean, I wouldn't say... I think basically it's easy for everyone to see that we weren't really creating the best chances so that obviously equals like us still playing shit and there is an element of that like there wasn't exactly like clear-cut chances even in the first half like it wasn't like you know we'd hit posts like three times or anything but I will say the style of playing everything I thought was a big improvement I think we genuinely made them look like they were sitting in 23rd and we were a better team which is what should have happened and comparing that to a lot of games recently, I think we've looked dire, basically, especially from the start. So it was promising. 
But I will say, just mention the changes that we saw in the team. Obviously, we saw Joe get yeah, another I mean, start. I'll read out the, the lineup. So we yeah. had Etheridge in goal, obviously, already being out. Yeah. Colin at right back. Roberts and Long in the middle. Trusty back at left back. Medjbury and Bielik in the midfield. In front of them, we had Bellingham, Jordan James and Chong. And then we had Juki up top on his own. Yeah. Obviously, we saw you know youngsters coming in there. Mm. Job getting his second start. Yeah. Jordan James in the starting eleven. Hannibal starting. Yeah. One thing I liked me, about Hannibal was, was yeah. he looked almost like he was playing in that cadre position. Really, like he was out on the left a lot. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Progressing forward a fair bit. I thought he had a great game. I did as well. One thing again, we'll get into in the second half was him coming off, and I was I was pretty annoyed to be fair when he was coming off, considering the game that. Chong ended up having, yeah, yeah. I oh, know. I agree. Let's get well. We'll get on to that in a bit. Yeah. I think coming yeah. back to the first half and my takeaways from it, I think we started off really, really well. I think, like you said, Chong was very, very direct. Mm-hmm. Everyone looked like they were up for it, especially yeah. in the first 10-15 minutes. For me, the story of the first half, it got after the first 10-15 minutes, it got scrappy, and it, the game did turn a bit dull. But I have to say, like you said, no head tennis. Yeah. Everyone was moving the ball around really well compared to what we normally do. I'm not yeah. saying with Man City or anything like that. But compared to what we normally do, everyone looked confident on the ball. Everyone wanted the ball. We were pressing. We were pressed pretty high as well, even really on attack, well. which was good. We weren't I think dropping we, back. we made their keeper nervy. Very nervy. There was some quite a few times, you know, the press we had pressed yeah. so hard to keep his kicking was, was terrible. You know, yeah. you could see he was nervy. There was one point I remember, oh, man, when was it? Maybe it was the first half, maybe it was the second half, but it was definitely the point where you know the keeper, the pressure we put on him, the keeper fumbled it. Man, we could have we could have snatched a goal there. Do you remember? Mm. He fumbled it and he's lucky he got he got got you know. Was able to grab the ball again and take control of the ball, but yeah, for me, there were a lot of positives, and I think although we didn't have many clear-cut chances, the way we played, especially in that first half, in terms of not panicking, not hoofing the ball, being able to play, was really good to see for me. Anyway, mm. second half, we saw. What we most of the time we see is where the other team will have a period of time where they really get to, you know, they come out of different teams, yeah. don't they? They build. Yeah, there was a couple of chances for them, for sure. But again, you know, Blackpool are a poor team, yeah, man. yeah, and they're really a way support. I know it's a long way to come, but terrible, yeah, absolutely shocking, yeah. But yeah, they look rubbish. They look rubbish. I mean, the only other points are obviously a couple of big points. So one, the subs that we made. Like I mentioned, I think it was Hannibal got subbed off first for, was it Bakuna? I'm pretty sure. Obviously, Chong yeah. got subbed off a couple of the other players. but Mate, just Job a, came Exactly, off. Job and Hannibal's substitutions to me were really questionable. Yeah. Um, Just because, like you mentioned, I thought it was a real breakout game for Job. Oh, me too. He was able to carry the ball forward. And we've been sceptical. I mean, I know I have big time. I've been very sceptical of him. He hasn't got the physicality. Yeah. Is he, you know, just... Is he even good with his feet? Yeah, and he's just a passenger in the games. And I think, man, you'd be tough. He really stood out. You'd be tough to say anything otherwise if you've been watching him play all the the bits that we have seen him. And again, it's hard to come on as a sub. We've always said this. Exactly. That's why I'm hoping it's like, you know, if you give him the starts, give him the minutes... Can he show himself to be an impactful player? And mate, either way, in that game, he was. Mate, he was the best Blues player. I would yeah. argue, As especially going forward, everything went through him. Yeah, everything. He looked confident, man. Mm-hmm. He was doing like we saw Juju used to do. You know, shielding the ball, just yeah. you know, even just little, little circles, exactly. Looking to the play ball out wide, and you know what was really nice to see, man. There was a couple times where he was able to just literally first touch bang pass you know not like what we saw so much which is so frustrating for us players look hesitant that's the yeah. thing like we well, we'll saw, get into this yeah i was gonna say i mean the big big chance everyone especially in the second knows, half this was yeah 
is Hannibal, like I mentioned, great game. He's obviously got a shot off. Dukey's chased it in, got it back across goal. And we're screaming. I mean, it's right in front of us. Yeah, in the Chong. CCR box. First time, obviously, Keeper's hit that. out of position. It's a pretty it's an much open an open goal. goal. It is an open goal. I'd rather you take the shot and miss than what happened. And even before that, I was saying to you, or we were saying to each other, like, Chong looks hesitant. He doesn't He doesn't go for that shot straight away. No. He'd rather pass it off. Yeah. And he's always looking to get it on his left foot, which is really annoying. And in, in that position the same happened he controlled it with his right took it onto his left and obviously by that oh, point you've got three everyone, bodies in front yeah, of yeah the defenders have set keepers back in position yeah, it's, it's a joke i can't believe that that chance was thrown away i mean everyone yeah, had their head in their hands mad. yeah it really is it was crazy to see and it then, was so frustrating yeah not long after that obviously as what can happen in any football game and especially at blues is a defender mishap, long, to be fair to him. Hasn't gone wrong in games now. Um, it's been a strong defender for us. Passes it back to Everidge. Poor pass. Everidge could potentially have got there, but you know I'm not going to blame him. Player gets there first, passes it back across, basically walks it in. Yeah. 1-0 down. And at that point, I kind of thought, yeah, the game's done now. Yeah. Typical. Yeah, but like you said, I mean, average. I do have to say as well a quick shout out to him, especially watching back the highlights. Couple really good saves. Yeah, really good saves. I mean, again, we was all even like flapping at corners. We didn't really see that. To be fair to him, he got down low for a couple saves. He just looked good. He's kicking. Something that we've seen in recent times anyway from Ruddy is he's kicking, you know, from the start of the season to now. It's a bit shaky. Man, you couldn't say that for Etheridge. I think he's looked very, very good. I think he could be, well, you know, just for his high wages, nothing against him personally, but he's a player I want to see us get rid of just to get free of that wage bill. Mm. So for me, again, nothing personal, but it makes... It builds his stock up. You know, he's got a bit of hope from even these cup of appearances and the saves he's made and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, all in all, I don't think we've got to worry the last few games of the season with Etheridge and goal. He's definitely going to do a job. For me, though, yeah, the standouts, well, the standout for me really was Job. Yeah, Job in a positive way and yeah. Chong in a poor way. Yeah, like I said, first 15 minutes, Chong was good. Very direct. You know, really driving at players. But yeah, then you saw... Dwindled looked, off, hesitation. Yeah, and it looked like a player who was low on confidence. I think we said that, didn't we? So, yeah, frustrating. And it does that. Even Chong's chance there kind of sums up. Man, Blues really, when you think about it, you know, we don't really have many shots from distance. We don't really have... You know, it's like we're trying to walk it in, really. Or it's a cross, you know. Yeah, you, sometimes you just want to see him put the foot through it, you mm. know, and really, you know, be aggressive. Take yeah, and I mean, chances, it does, it does make me shot. question as well, like, is it a case of, okay, we're safe now, foot off the pedal. Yeah. Not as much of a killer instinct. You know, if that was... It's a nothing season now. Completely. Yeah, if, we, if we're playing to get out of relegation, are you not putting your foot through that? in that situation I don't know yeah I know it's weird but that it's, shouldn't but make a difference weird. It's yeah it shouldn't it's a, It's also your job exactly and it's also man you just think like an easy three points man I want to finish as high up the table as we can regardless yeah, exactly set the tone for next season and I know even just on a personal pride level why wouldn't you want to go out there and win what you want to go home on a loss mm. especially that loss I don't believe that any of those players are thinking oh well that must be a shit feeling knowing that you just lost to 23rd place Blackpool in the fashion that you did it was poor man it was poor poor to lose that way but yeah I mean we've got a big game coming up on yep. the weekend don't we Coventry uh, away a derby yep. Coventry Coventry doing real well away. I know mate really well really well sitting in at 5th yep. at the minute I mean, they're quite a way off of, of fourth, but yeah, in the playoffs, I mean, they're fighting to keep themselves in, really. I mean, you've got 
Coventry on 66 points in at 5th. And then Millwall at 7th. Blackburn at 8th. They're both on 65, so just a point behind Cobb. I mean, it so, just shows, doesn't it? Like, it just shows the mindset that they're going to go into that game with. Yeah, I mean, it's an absolute must win. They're going to come for our edge, yeah. It's a huge game for them. They've got something to play for massively, and we've got nothing. And they're a great side. Not a great side, but they're a very good side. A team that, yeah. If we don't show up, which is my worry, like we said, you know, it is almost as if people are down in tours and thinking, right, I've got my holiday booked already. We're going to get turned over. We are going to get turned over. Yep. Go on then, Faiz. Give us a scoreline prediction, what you think. I mean, I'd be lying if I said we're going to win. Yeah, I'm going to be realistic <laughs> on this one. Yeah, I'll be realistic on this one. I'm going to say 2-0 to Coventry. Alright. I mean, just looking at their results, the last three, 1-2 and drawn one. It is... I mean, how many, they're unbeaten in five. Could they be unbeaten in six? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I mean, I'd want to say we're going to win, but I can just see us losing. I can see us losing. I think we'll lose 2 0. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But I mean, you look at their last game, it's against Middlesbrough. Like, they have to secure the three points against us. Yeah. They right. absolutely have to. I know. It would be nice just to. Oh, yeah, to dump it Derby. And it's a Derby. Yeah, it would be amazing. To well, get I can't a give win. a shit about Coventry getting up into the Prem. No, I don't care. I don't care less. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I absolutely want to take them to the cleaners on Saturday. Yeah, and just for a little bit of pride as well. I know. If we've got nothing to play for the season, see, this is like an FA Cup final. I know, exactly. Know. Well, we've ruined their season, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so let's, yeah, let's wait and see. Hopefully, we just get a good performance. As I always say, every single week, a good performance. And not roll over and get absolutely run over. All right, that wraps us up. Another episode in the bag. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you don't already, please head over to our socials. You can find us on Instagram at the Tilton Two. Yep, Twitter, Facebook at the Tilton Two, YouTube the Tilton Two. Like, comment, share, subscribe, and our website www.thetilton2.com. Head over there for match reports and again. Caps Mate, still PCC available. Great again, caps. Head over there, grab your cap. Until next time, we'll be back same time next week. Keep, Keep right, right on. on.